up guys welcome back to the sports gamble ramble this is joe blair sgr 108 appreciate you guys joining me again hopefully you listened last week we are coming off a pretty hot week in the nfl the holiday season was good to us we went 16 and 7 on nfl bets in week 16 really taking advantage of that winter storm last week and hitting a bunch of unders so again all final bets uh given out on the instagram page at sgr pod i hope you guys are following along if you can't tell by now a minute into this episode i'm a little under the weather but i'm doing my best to get you guys an episode here and give you my thoughts on week 17 in the nfl we're gonna go rapid fire this week guys i don't have the energy to do a whole hour so i'm just gonna shoot my takes out and i'll wish you guys the best of luck this sunday again all my final picks and bets will be given out on the instagram at sgr pod and without any delay, you know, let's just jump into it here. Uh, first game I want to talk about is uh, 1 o'clock kickoff, uh, Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit's minus 6 here, time of recording. I'm getting this out late uh, Saturday morning here, the 31st, but hopefully you guys got a good uh, 30 hours or so until kickoff to digest this episode. Uh, Lions home favorites, minus 6, over under 52 and a half. Highest over-under of the week. I will be on the over in this one for sure. Don't think I want to touch the number. I'll say this. The Lions are playing for the playoffs right now. They're 7-8. and eight. They're right on that fringe in the NFC wild card. It's pretty exciting for uh, Detroit sports fans right now, I'd say. I mean, I'm happy to see what they're doing. They're a fun team to watch. I think both these uh, defenses suck quite a bit. Uh, Chicago specifically. You know, they've been dealing with injuries and and their defense is just getting worse and worse while Justin Fields is going to be able to move the ball on this uh, Lions defense who got just pummeled by the Carolina Panthers last week. So I really like the over 52 and a half for the spread here. It's really tough for me. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Chicago plus six. I don't really love it. I bet on the Bears last week to cover against Buffalo, and it did not work out for me. Their defense just isn't something that I can get excited to invest in, which is why, again, for the fourth time here over 52 and a half is the play in this game i'm also really interested in justin fields over 75 and a half rushing yards it's a high number for a quarterback but detroit has really struggled against mobile quarterbacks this season forgot to look up the stat line from their first matchup but i'm pretty sure justin fields torched this team on the ground uh earlier in the season uh at home and i think we get a similar result here a lot of points I don't love taking the plus six on the spread here, but if I had to pick it, that's where I'm going. Uh, now let's move on to the Panthers and Bucks. Kind of a tough game to pick here, Panthers and Bucks. We got the divisional matchup with, re- you know, really potentially the NFC South on the line. Uh, the Bucks are minus four right now at home, over under forty and a half. I see that line's uh, that line's jumping three and a half and four on certain books. So make sure that you're shopping around on the marketplace because we're, on this game we're we're looking at some key numbers here. This one opened up at three, and has slowly crept up to the three and a half and four range depending on what book you're on. Again, I use the BetStamp app to shop around for my lines. So I just want to remind you guys again. You're going to hear me say it throughout these episodes. Um, but I am seeing some fluctuation in this number. So, you know, make sure, you know, depending on which side you want, I personally am leaning towards Panthers on the spread here. I don't know if I really love this spread either, to be honest. I've been pretty hot with over-unders lately, so you guys might hear a little bit more confidence in my over-under picks than my spread picks. But I'll say this, you know, the Panthers have been playing pretty well for interim coach Steve Wilkes. 
He's actually 4-2, I believe, straight up as the head coach since taking over for Matt Rule. Looks like this locker room's playing for the guy. I don't really love taking Sam Darnold on the road here. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the season here with only two weeks left, these are essentially playoff games, and it's tough to bet on Sam Darnold versus Tom Brady straight up, but this Bucks team is just not good right now. I can't lay a number. This could come down to a field goal or less, or Carolina could win outright. With the way that they're running the ball lately and committing to that run game, it's not like Sam Darnold has to be a superhero. Uh, official pick will be Panthers plus four on this. Over-unders 40 and a half. Haven't figured this one out yet. Feels like an under based on the lack of chemistry on the Bucks side of the ball and the fact that the Panthers maybe want to play that ground and pound. Um, Brady is just the whole Bucks team. I can't lay a, a number like that. They're actually the worst team in the NFL against the spread. I believe current mark is 3-11 and 1 against the spread this year. And they have not covered a game at home. So I can't pick them in this situation. It, it's Panthers plus four or nothing. Again, I've seen that number at three, three and a half and four. So if you're like me and you're leaning towards the Panthers, make sure you get the best of the number. Next, we've got the Chiefs and the Broncos in a divisional rematch here. Um, Broncos are just a tough team to figure out what the fuck is going on over there. Uh, the Chiefs are minus 13, over under 45. Chiefs need to keep winning to keep their hopes of that number one seed in the AFC alive. Denver, like I said, I don't even know where to begin. Um, blown out on Christmas Day by the Rams. Russell Wilson probably his worst game of the year. Interesting to see some Denver teammates coming out and defending Wilson in the media this week. I mean, I think they realize they're fucking stuck with the guy. Whether it's genuine, you know, um, teammate um, support or, or whether it's just bullshit to try and get the media off their ass for the rest of the season, who knows? I don't know. I, I'm seeing a bit of a cash split. On this game, on the Broncos side, actually, 28% of the bets put 58% of the money on DraftKings Sportsbook. That line is 12.5 on DraftKings. I'm seeing on other books a 13 on the market, most at 13 right now, although, like I said, DraftKings still at 12.5. So depending on what you like there, I don't know. I don't usually touch spreads this big, to be honest. The sharp money is coming in on Denver. Again, that line kind of moving from 13 to 12 and a half on Saturday morning. The over-under is 45. That hasn't moved much. And I'm seeing 42% of the bets, but 59% of the money on the under. So I guess lean towards a lower scoring game. And when that's the situation, I guess you have to take plus 13. But I'm done betting on Denver. I really don't want to pick them. I just don't like laying that big of a spread more often than not in the NFL, especially to a divisional opponent. So... I, I don't know. I guess I'm picking Denver plus 13. They played the Chiefs relatively tough just a couple of weeks ago, and in a game with only a, an over-under of 45, it's it's maybe too big of a spread. But, guys, you're, you're not betting on Denver right now. I'm certainly not doing it. Um, they've let me down too many times this year. Uh, they, uh, you know, along with the Bucks, are up there as far as the worst cover rates in the NFL, so I'm just not interested in this one. So we just talked for a couple of minutes about the Broncos being a team that I will not put my money on at this point in the season. I got caught with my pants down on Christmas Day taking that minus three in L.A., and I, I just won't do it again. The Colts are another team. 
you know, I haven't been betting on them, but I picked the Colts um, kind of a lot recently against the number. I picked them plus three and a half Monday night against the Chargers, and they just look like dog shit. They're on the no bet list, and they're they're close to the no pick list as well. They've been they've been decent covering with Jeff Saturday, but they're starting Nick Foles again, and you know. I don't want to sit here and disparage Nick Foles, guy's fucking Super Bowl hero, Philadelphia legend. He's he's done at this point. The Giants are favored by five and a half. They're at home. The over under is thirty eight and a half. And I gotta, I guess I gotta pick the Giants. I'm not crazy about laying this kind of number, but um, they win this game, they clinch a playoff berth. They're at home. The Colts are toast. I just don't, I I don't have much to say about it. The over under is thirty eight and a half. Feels like you got to go under. Um, trying to bite my tongue about Nick Foles. He just didn't look good at all in that Chargers game and probably just shouldn't be starting at this point. Guys, this hurts too much, so I'm just going to move on. This is another one I'm not really interested in betting. I'm not passing. I'm going to pick these games for you guys. But uh, I think motivation here clearly on the Giants' side, the whole Saturday experiment in Indy not working out, they look like an absolute fucking mess. Uh, the Broncos and the Colts, too easily of the most you know disappointing teams in the league this year. I guess you could put the Rams up there, but they're even kind of having a late season resurgence with Baker. We'll talk about that later. Um, but again, yeah, I'm seeing this number giants by five and a half over under 38 and a half. It's tough to lay that kind of number, but the Colts only scored three points last week and they're just not somebody that you can back right now. Next, we got another divisional game here. We got the Jaguars at Houston. Houston plus three home dogs over under 43. This number has moved quite a bit. This is another one I'm going to encourage you to hop on bet stamp and shop around for the best numbers here because it opened at four and a half earlier this week, and I'm seeing quite a bit of fluctuation across the marketplace. If you like Houston on the points, which I know people aren't really going out of their way to bet on the Texans, but they have been a little frisky over the last month or so. Lovey Smith, I think, is a is a guy that knows how to motivate a locker room for a late season push. Jacksonville not really motivated in this spot at all. Their entire season's on the line in week 18 against Tennessee. So this one pretty irrelevant to the Jags and it's tough to pick Houston here because Jacksonville looks like a legitimate competitor. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's definitely taken that step forward in development this year, which is awesome to see just for the league as a whole. If if the Jags have a franchise QB, that changes a lot in the entire landscape of that division and that conference in the league. I mean, they're just they're not an easy win anymore, which is good to see. I'm leaning towards Houston plus three here. Maybe this is Houston's last win of the season. They actually beat Jacksonville earlier this year. Over unders forty three here. I don't have a strong take on the point total yet. I'm seeing this number move a lot as well. Anywhere's between forty three and a half and forty two and a half. I think it opened at forty four if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of fluctuation on that number. But uh, again, Houston with some sharp money coming in. The public is all over Jacksonville this week. I'm seeing hmm seventy two percent of the bets but 62 percent of the dollars on jacksonville minus four on the spread at DraftKings, but they are one of the more heavily backed money line favorites this week i'm seeing only the chiefs and the 49ers getting a higher percentage 
on the money line here this week, which is uh, concerning a bit in a game where they don't necessarily have to win it, and the number has been driven down a uh, full point and a half this week. So um, I got to go with the Texans plus three. Uh do you want to bet on the Texans? I mean, this is maybe third game in a row where I've told you that these teams, you know, are on the no bet list, but that's what happens when half the league sucks at football this year. Um, all I guess my main point here, as we've gone too too long on the Jags-Texans, is that this line, um, don't, don't think it's a layup. I don't know. There's some sharp money coming out of Houston, so just be a little bit aware of that. Another 1 o'clock kickoff. We have the Cardinals heading to Atlanta. Uh, this line has moved a shit ton this week with uh, fluctuating reports of the health of the quarterback situation in Arizona. Um, the the starting QB has uh, changed two or three times this week. Um, we went from thinking it was going to be Trace McSorley to Colt McCoy to now David Blau is officially named the starter for the Cardinals this week. Atlanta is a six-point home favorite. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. Like I said, you know, with the the news of the quarterbacks um, rotating, the number has shifted quite a bit as well. Saw this open as uh, Atlanta minus three, crept up to three-and-a-half, and then I believe with the news of uh, Colt McCoy to David Blau, uh, this jumped full two points to five and a half. I believe has gotten betting up to six. You know, I don't really understand it. I know David Blau hasn't shown us anything to want to put your money on, which I've said five games in a row now. But I, I like Arizona plus six quite a bit in this one. Atlanta is not a team that's blowing anybody out, really. Yeah, they can run the football, but they're not explosive. Desmond Ritter hasn't looked like a superstar. He doesn't look like a guy who should be laying six points to anyone in the National Football League. To be honest, at this point in their careers, David Blau is much more experienced and might be the better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. I can't believe we're getting such a fantastic price on this game right now I was going to take Arizona at plus three plus three and a half wherever it was and now it's up to six and I just I don't think that the quarterback change is that massive I do think Colt McCoy is um, more stable as a backup than David Blau but I'll take the discount on the spread here this is the J.J. Watt retirement tour that defense is going to be jacked the fuck up and Atlanta's not a good team so why can't they win this game with David Blau Really like the plus six. I'm seeing the money line as high as plus 215 right now. And again, I just think it's a massive value considering really the only reason this line has jumped so much is the quarterback news. There's 52 other guys on that roster. Again, J.J. Watt announcing his retirement. We've seen in the past, um, you know, veteran you know, perennial leaders, whenever they kind of make that, that proclamation, you know, Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning, Jerome Bettis, like a lot of, you know, you can get up and I'm not saying this team's going on a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run, obviously, but maybe they finish the season strong. I mean, their defense played well against the Bucks last week in prime time and Atlanta's not a world beater. So six points is too many. I really like Arizona plus the six and I will probably talk myself into betting on David Blau tomorrow. So good luck, I guess. Another one o'clock kickoff. We have the Browns at the Washington Commanders. Washington's favored by two and a half. Over/under is forty and a half. Uh, it feels like an under. It feels like if I want to give you guys a play, that under forty and a half. Um, just eyeballing it. 
Uh, feels like two gross teams. Uh, big news, I guess, on the Washington side as they're cont- contending for the playoffs in that wild card spot in the NFC, along with uh, teams like the Packers, Lions, Seahawks, and I guess Giants. Um, Carson Wentz is getting the start. Uh, Heineke benched. Um, I didn't watch much of that uh, Commanders 49ers game um, because the Eagles and Cowboys were playing. But I guess uh, Carson came in and played a majority of that second half. And it just feels kind of weird. I mean, Washington got hot, and the like. The only reason that they're in playoff contention right now is because they, they went on a winning streak with Heineke. And then you bench him, and you bring back Wentz, and... Just like Nick Foles, I don't really feel like diving into the Carson Wentz situation right now either, but it just feels like from a locker room chemistry standpoint, like that's not really the move. Whether you want to say who's the better football player, you know, in between the dashes, um, yeah, Wentz's potential is much higher than Heineke's. His athletic ability is just overall he's a better quarterback when they're both playing at their best. But Wentz also has the ability to crumble, turn the ball over, hold on to it too long, take sacks. Like, I, I'm leaning towards Cleveland plus two and a half here. I guess I didn't make that pick. But um, Mojo and, like, locker room morale. And sh- I just don't know if going back to Wentz at this point in the season was the right move. It seems like this Washington team just can't really figure out what they want to do. Um I think Cleveland's defense has an advantage in this matchup, so I'm going to lean with the Browns as a two-and-a-half-point underdog as Washington maybe just shoots themselves in the foot again here this Sunday. One o'clock kickoff. We got the Dolphins heading up to New England. New England's minus three, minus two-and-a-half on some books, so that's a very key number. Make sure you're shopping around. Again, download BetStamp to do that. Uh, it is the tool that I use for everything, and it's helped me a lot, a lot recently. Like, I save so much fucking time on Sundays looking around for these numbers, guys. Um, New England minus three. Uh, I lean with that. The over-under is 41 and a half. You have to lean towards the under in this situation. I think if I'm playing this, it is the under. New England games just seem to be under gold right now. I don't have their official record on the point totals, but took that uh, Bengals-Patriots under last week, hit that one. They just don't have much offensive chemistry, much explosion at all. Um, I heard somebody this week say that it, it seems more like the Patriots are, are calling plays than running an offense. Like they're not setting things up well. They're not their their offense isn't um, like complementing it, itself, um, and they're not doing a very good job of actually manipulating defenses. They're just kind of like okay, let's see if a screen will work here or let's see if this will you know um the coaching staff that was the whole storyline all off season you know who's going to be calling plays matt patricia joe judge they're just not doing a good job that said teddy bridgewater's playing for the dolphins and i don't think i can i don't think i can side with the dolphins with bridgewater up in new england uh florida team traveling up north i don't think the weather will be too bad but uh I guess I lean with this Patriots defense to be able to do something against Bridgewater. I don't love this necessarily, but um, it just this is more of a gut call to me. Uh, it's tough to pick New England. The Mac Jones shit is tough to watch here, and maybe they just blow up at this point in the season. I mean, the Dolphins kind of playing the both teams playing for their playoff lives here, but. Um, I'll give the coaching advantage to Belichick here. McDaniel seems to have hit a bit of a wall. I, I like McDaniel, but it, it looks like the blueprint is out there as far as Dolphins just, I mean, this skid 
they've gotten exposed quite a bit, and I don't know if I can pick them to beat New England here. New England's favored for a reason. Um, over under 41 and a half, that under looks pretty appealing in this one. Uh, Bridgewater versus Mac Jones, not sure how you don't take that under. I'll go with New England minus three. I think the defense steps up, but I don't love that spread pick. Last one o'clock game I want to talk about is the Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan, so, um, you know, obviously this is going to be pretty biased. Um, I think the Eagles get it done and they win. They're five and a half point uh, favorites on the spread. The over-under is 41 and a half. This is another game where I'll be leaning towards the under. I find myself just really liking unders lately at this point in the season, you know. It's just kind of what happens. Um, we get more defensive battles as we get into De- December and January. Uh, Gardner Minshew is most likely going to be starting for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts listed as doubtful on Friday. And um, since they changed the injury designation, since they got rid of probable as an option on the injury list, uh, like 7% of players listed as doubtful actually end up playing. Nobody this year so far has ended up playing on Sunday after being listed as doubtful on Friday. It's going to be Minshew. In an ideal world, uh, we don't see Jalen Hurts until the divisional round. The Eagles only need one more win to lock up the one seed. And I think they get it here. The number is a little scary. Open six and a half, down to five and a half. I think a lot of that is due to the Jalen Hurts speculation. The total also dropped from 44 to 41 and a half. That's the money ticket for me under 41 and a half. We have Andy Dalton on the road in Philadelphia. Eagles defense a little thinned out in that secondary right now. But I really, I think that the Saints, um, they took advantage of the weather last week. They Taysom Hilled their way to a victory. Uh, the Eagles won't let them do that. Um, run defense has been much better over the second half of the season. And I think Andy Dalton is uh, not going to do well under pressure here. Uh, the number's tough. Um, I'll lay it. Philly minus five and a half. But really, if I have to give you guys something to bet on in this one, it's uh, it's under 41 and a half. Um, I think the Eagles lock up the one seed. I think, again, their defense steps up in a big way here. Um Minshew played pretty well against Dallas. Uh, Eagles shot themselves in the foot with a couple of fumbles. Uh, if they can avoid those mistakes, this Saints team just uh, doesn't have enough to win on the road in Philly this Sunday, if you ask me. This next game, as we move into the 4 o'clock window, really kind of has my brain in a pretzel. You know, I'm switching back and forth on this one. I'm trying to talk myself into a side here. We have the Jets uh, heading out west um, to take on the Seattle Seahawks non-conference road spot here for the Jets. The Jets are favored in Seattle. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I get it. Seattle has not played as well over the last really six weeks or so. Um, I think they're 0-6 against the spread here in recent history. Uh, they're plus two home dogs over under 42 and a half. I'm trying to talk myself into Seattle plus two as a home dog here. The Jets are getting Mike White back, and I think that's what has everyone excited. I think that's clearly the reason that they're favored. I don't think they would be a favorite with Zach Wilson here. And for as much as outspoken as I've been of being a Zach Wilson hater, I just don't love the overreaction on the spread to like a quarterback change. It's kind of similar how I mentioned with um, the Cardinals, where we're getting three extra points on the spread just because David Blau is the starter. And sometimes I just think that that's an over-adjustment based on the other 52 guys on the roster. Seattle's still alive. So are the Jets. 
here. But for me to take this Jets team, who's still young, still learning, still trying to gel with you know, a young, inexperienced quarterback, I'm not sure I can lay points on the road as a home favorite in a non-conference West Coast travel spot. Um, I got to take Seattle plus two as the pick here. Over under 42 and a half. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. This Jets defense is very good, but do we? Do they travel in this spot? Do they travel? We'll see. I lean into Seattle plus two on that one. Um, Mike White coming back is big for this team, but again, it's really the it's the road travel spot. It's the hostile environment. Is this Jets team ready to win in Seattle? That's kind of where I'm at. The other 405 kickoff is the San Francisco 49ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are nine and a half point home dogs. Over under in this one is 42 and a half. Is that correct? Um, that seems low to me. Uh, now, granted, Jared Stidham is starting for the Raiders. I don't get this. I guess, you know, that's really, we can't talk about this game without talking about Derek Carr being benched. The Raiders, I mean, the only reason Devontae Adams is even there is because he's best friends with Derek Carr since college, and now you go and bench him. That that shit's fucked. So I don't think the Raiders respond well here. The 49ers could blow them out. I think you have to lay the points minus 9.5. I don't love laying big numbers and like that. Um, this opened at 10. I'm seeing 9.5. I'm seeing 9 on some books. You know, don't love laying big numbers and the sharps are coming in to drive the number down, but I, I just really don't get it. Maybe they're just trying to drive that number down so they can get the best value and buy back at the nine. Once it drops, maybe get it down to eight and a half. I don't know how you bet on the Raiders in this situation with Jared Stenham starting. I've, I've kind of, I've been trying to pick against the 49ers recently um, because their hype, I want to say is out of control, but maybe it's not out of control. Maybe they're just that good. You know, they seem to be, their offense is effective with Brock Purdy, so we have to just give them credit at this point, and the defense is still elite. Uh, yeah, that defense versus Jared Stidham can't even, I can't fuck around with that. So 49ers on the um, minus 9.5, I guess, is the pick here. I'm going to try and talk myself into an over 42.5 here somehow, but again, I mean, if that defense just swarms Stidham and, and the Raiders can't get anything going, I guess that makes sense too. So we'll have to look into that a little bit more. 425 kickoff we have the battle of los angeles where we got the rams on the road at the chargers uh big travel spot here obviously for la um heading all the way over to la uh chargers minus six and a half points in a, really a neutral field at this point that's kind of funky uh 42 and a half is the total i love the rams plus six and a half in this spot i hope i'm not getting suckered in after that uh 51 point performance on Christmas Day, but it's pretty clear to me Chargers don't have as much motivation. I believe they've clinched playoff berth. The only thing up in the air right now is seeding at that wild card. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, Baker's inspired playing for his life right now, whether it's I don't really think uh, the Rams bring him back as a backup. I think maybe if he finishes this season strong, somebody goes and gives him a shot again next year. I don't know. The QB carousel is going to be wild this offseason again. That said, I mean, the Rams have been somewhat hot ever since Baker coming in. They got um, pummeled in a cold-weather game in Green Bay, but, I mean, that's a tough situation there. Um, other than that, they've looked pretty pretty competent. Six and a half is too big of a number on a neutral field. Um, the Chargers just have a way of, like, 
keeping these games closer than they should be. They could even lose this one outright. I mean, the Chargers are getting hot, so maybe I'm disrespecting them a little bit. But to me, six and a half jumps off the the board to me as, you know, crosstown rivalry. I mean, I don't know if you can call it a rivalry, but there's got to be something to these teams sharing a stadium and, you know, the Rams being um, road underdogs in the stadium that they built that's kind of weird to me so I really like the Rams plus six and a half in this one on the spread and I I could see myself uh, locking this one in as a bet another spread that I really like from a personal standpoint on Sunday is the Packers minus three against the Vikings Packers are at home I'm seeing this line uh, on some books three on some books three and a half that is maybe the most key number in professional sports if the Packers win by a three and you laid three and a half you're fucked so that's another one that's going to be vital to shop around for um the yeah the Vikings it seems like every time that Vegas makes them an underdog they get their asses kicked this season the books really have a good handle on them the Packers are hot right now and Rodgers is a bad man when he's got you know chemistry and mojo going their offense is as healthy as it's been this season they finally have their top three receivers healthy with Lazard Dobbs and Christian Watson and they're inspired right now they know that they've underachieved all season but they know that they're still alive somehow and I'm gonna lay the points Green Bay minus three here I think Kirk Cousins is capable of turning the ball over I think that the Vikings have been winning one-score games all season. They're, what, 11-0 and in one-score games. They barely snuck by the Giants at home last week. They had to come back from 33 points down to the Colts. It's just they're not going to win every game. Packers need this one more. Um, I'll take Rodgers, uh, you know, playing for his playoff lives here. So I really like the Packers minus three here. I think it makes all the sense in the world to lay the number. The over-under is 48, and... Um, I don't know what to make of that total. Part of my gut does tend to lean under, but neither of these defenses have been very consistent. Vikings specifically have been giving up a shit ton of yards to the receiver position. So I think the Packers can have success through the air here, and I think Rodgers goes and uh, you know puts up a pretty typical Rodgers day here for us with, with, again, their playoff lives on the line. Last thing I want to add about that Packers game, Aaron Rodgers actually 13-4 and against the spread in his last 17 games against the Vikings. So hopefully that trend continues. Next, we're going to move over to the Steelers and the Ravens. This game is in Baltimore, Sunday night, primetime AFC North battle. Two teams still in the playoff picture. Baltimore has actually clinched a playoff berth, but they're fighting for that AFC North crown. If they lose and the Bengals win, Bengals lock up that division. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, clawing their way to a 7-8 and record. Somehow Mike Tomlin always gets his team into the playoff picture. Whether they can finish it out, I mean, who knows? They're going to need a lot of help. But if they win these next two games with their opponents being the Ravens and the Browns, two winnable matchups, the Steelers can go 9-8 and eight and Tomlin can keep his streak of being 500 or better alive for another year where this Pittsburgh team at one point looked absolutely abysmal. Even the games that they're winning, they're winning ugly, which I understand you know, it, you don't love laying your money on, but there's just something about Tomlin having his boys ready to go in December and January. Uh, the Ravens are going to be playing Tyler Huntley again here. I am going to take Pittsburgh, and I'll probably bet this one. I bet them to cover the two and a half against the Raiders last week. Man, that 
one sure was close, came down to the wire, but hey, we got the cover, and you know, if we have to win ugly again, we'll win ugly again. The over-under is 35, this is going to be a low-scoring game, makes all the sense in the world. That's an incredibly low number, but I think you have to take the under based on the way that these teams are playing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The Steelers have a little bit of momentum going where it feels like the Ravens are just limping into the playoffs. They could get blown out in this first round here, depending on who their matchup is. Um, But they're not healthy. They have no weapons at all. Uh, Tyler Huntley and the running game, I just don't see them um, really dominating. And I think Pittsburgh is going to have an advantage to kind of Again, win a gross one late because it's just kind of what they do at this time of the year. So I like Pittsburgh as the dog on the road plus two and a half to get the get the win. Fuck it. We're not even talking about the cover. Pittsburgh wins. Last game this week is a hell of a matchup. We have the Monday night football game between the Bills and the Bengals. It's in Cincinnati. The Bengals are one and a half point home dogs here. I'm seeing one on some books. Uh, 49 and a half is the total Man, this is a tough game to pick. Um, My gut tends to lean with Cincinnati as a home dog here. They've been incredibly hot. They're playing the best football of the season right now for that team. This is kind of exactly what we saw last year with the Bengals, you know, playing their best defense and, and playing the most efficient offense at the right time of the season. This is a tough one, man. I, yeah, I guess I'll pick the Bengals plus one and a half. I don't have the strongest argument for it. It just feels like this Bengals team is scrappy as fuck. I I think they're going to take being an underdog at home in this game personally, maybe. Um, Yeah, it is a tough one. This is, I hate to be not confident, guys, but, you know, your guess is as good as mine on the spread here. I do lean towards the under from a contrarian angle. I think people look at these quarterbacks and the big names on this offense and immediately gravitate towards the over. I'm seeing 80% of bets and money on the over at DraftKings. And whenever I see something like that, especially in a primetime game, it's a red flag. These primetime games have been just cheddar for the under all season. And I don't see you know any reason why that trend stops here. Again, the Bengals defense playing pretty well. And Josh Allen's been a little loosey-goosey with that football. He's actually close to the lead league in interceptions this season. And if he does turn the ball over here on the road in Monday Night Football, I could see the Bengals stealing this one. I don't love picking against Buffalo here. Both these teams alive for the one seed in the AFC. Buffalo 12-3, Kansas City 12-3, Cincinnati 11-4. If Cincinnati wins their last two games, uh, and they, you know, obviously one of them being against Buffalo, and they get a loss from the Chiefs over these next two weeks here, Cincinnati can claim that one seed. And I think whoever gets that one seed in the AFC, I mean, that's going to be massive. Uh, If we're talking just between Buffalo and Kansas City, I mean, we know the rivalry those teams have had over the last two, three years here. And uh, we've seen home field advantage come into play. You know, I think Arrowhead, obviously one of the toughest places to play. And Buffalo in January can be a hell of a fucking atmosphere as well. So I think home field advantage is going to be massive. I think motivation is going to be incredibly high for both these teams. Cincinnati locks up the division if they win. Uh, Buffalo, can they lock up the one seed? Not sure. think they might need a loss from Kansas City, but they also might have the head-to-head tiebreaker there. So um, it's a tough one to pick. A lot of storylines. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. I get it. 
might talk myself into the under in this one if I have the stomach for it. I don't think you can bet the spread in this one. I think you just have to sit back and watch it as a as a football fan and say, wow, um, these are two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And this is just a, a thing to sit back and appreciate, I think. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint us like a lot of the primetime games have. But I guess I'm leaning towards Bengals plus one and a half. This team just has those intangibles, man. And, you know, the the Bills are very good. Um, but this is, I don't know, man. On the road, Monday night, hostile environment. And the, the Bengals just always seem, whenever they have a chip on the shoulder, they, I don't know, man. Joe Burrow's just fucking dog. So I guess my gut is, is ended up on the Bengals in this one. Um, interesting. Joe Burrow, 31-11 and 11 against the spread in his career when not favored by uh, a touchdown or more. So Joey B is a home dog on Monday Night Football. Um, seems to be where I'm ending up on this one. Uh, sorry, Bills Mafia. I know I have a lot of Bills listeners here, but uh, hey, there's more to life than um, a Week 17 matchup in Cincinnati. So, hey, we got through it, guys. Um, I'm exhausted. You can hear my voice, you know, not 100%, but I, I did my best here. Um, final picks will be given out on the Instagram page Sunday morning at SGR Pod. All my gambling picks, all my game picks, over-unders, and spreads. want to remind you guys, please download the Bet Stamp app. Uh, it's what I use every week to shop around, find the best lines. I also follow verified betters. You guys can follow my picks in real time, get notifications when I lock in all my bets. It's just super helpful and it's free. My referral code is Joseph B. I can get you guys exclusive sign up bonuses on eligible books in your state. So please don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram at SGR pod. I'm going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck in week 17 and ramble on.